Broadcasting straight from Big Rock Candy Mountain, I'm Zachary Lehman. I am Taylor Berryman. How can people find you, Taylor? You can find me on Instagram as the underscore Poptimist. Also, check out my podcast, The Poptimist with Taylor uh, Berryman, streaming on Apple, Spotify, all those places. I was just on The Poptimist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, End of the year episode. 2021, a year in review with Zach Lehman, Josh Norfleet, and Tristan Norfleet. So go check that out. And you can find me on Twitter at Writing Lehman, on Instagram and Facebook, Zachary Lehman. Uh, and this week we're talking about something new, reviewing something new that came out today, The Book of Boba Fett. Yes. On Disney Plus, which yes. we just watched. What did you think? Which, because we, background, we've both seen Mandalorian. We talked about it on this show, which we both liked, right? Yeah, I, I love The Mandalorian. I thought it was great. I think John Favreau and Dave Fioni, I think his name is, or F- Filoni. Filoni, yeah. Um, they're a great combo because they seem to really be fans and geeks mm-hmm. of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what I like about it is that uh, it, it it harkens back to the feelings of the original trilogy. Yeah, I would agree with that. And this new series brings in Robert Rodriguez, who directed the Boba Fett episode in season two, uh, which I was reading an interview. You know, he what he didn't even know he was directing that episode until like a week before, something like that. Really? He said uh, he and uh, John Favreau were old friends from like the independent film craze in the 90s, because that's when they were both big. John now Favreau both swingers. working for Disney. Which is insane. No one ever probably would have thought that in the in the 90s when they both broke. But he said he always kept in contact with him, and he... He messaged him one day to say, hey, I love The Mandalorian. Uh, you know, if you ever have anything. Or I, actually, I don't even think he said that. I think John Favreau was the one who was like, hey, if you want to ever come play, let me know. He was like, well, yeah. And then he was like, oh, well, now that you mention it, I know you're Robert Rodriguez and you can make, like, shit with gum. Can you do something in a week? And it's Boba Fett. So that's kind of crazy because that was one of the best episodes, I would say, of season two. I would agree with that. Yeah, because – Basically, a little backstory on Boba Fett. Uh, he was last seen in Return of the Jedi, falling into the Sarlacc pit. Which, Sarlacc. Okay, that's I didn't remember what it was. Which everybody thought Boba Fett's dead. You, you know, he's he's never showed up in anything else, timeline wise, since then. But then they brought him in for the Mandalorian, so Boba Fett survived. And I like too that uh, in true Robert Rodriguez fashion, because he's a he's a true fan, but also he. Uh, he just likes to hit things head on. He, you start right in that pit with Boba Fett. Like within the first few minutes, you're just, he's just hitting hitting you on the head with like the questions you want answered. You know what I mean? Yep. And you see uh, Boba Fett, because the last we saw in The Mandalorian, he uh, had taken over as crime lord in this, uh, in this town. And that's the first thing we see is him being a, a crime lord. Which he doesn't seem very good at. He's still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like he's uh, shaking off the rust. He just got his costume back. Right, that was or, the last his, we saw. He, his yeah, armor. his armor back. Yeah, Because um, that was the whole thing in The Mandalorian. Uh, they brought in Timothy Olyphant, or however you say his name. I don't know how to say yeah. it. Um, and he showed up, and he was wearing Boba Fett's armor. And they at, like The Mandalorian was like, how'd you get that? That's Mandalorian armor. But uh, in the Book of Boba Fett TV show, it shows what happened. It shows that Jawas came and just stripped the armor 
right off of him when yeah. he, after he got spit out of the Sarlacc pit, basically. Well, and uh, that character says later that he basically just bought that armor. He yep. found it. Um, yeah, I like the way it starts off. It's really short. I was surprised by how short it was. It was uh, like less than 40 minutes, which his episode, when he did uh, the Boba Fett episode, was pretty short too, which is also Robert Rodriguez fashion. Um, so I kind of like that. Uh, I love the guy. Let me look up his name real quick. The guy who does play Boba Fett. I love him as an actor, uh, Tamora Morrison, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he played, uh, is it Jango or Django? Django? Django Fett. He played Django Fett in Attack of the Clones. I love, by the way, that they and showed. And all the clones. And I love that they showed uh, the uh, the Attack of the Clones clip, and it was actual Attack of the Clones footage. Yes. I like that they're giving some love to the prequels. Yeah, for sure. Everybody shits on the prequels. I like them, dude. I like all of Star Wars. Well, technically, the way the way these shows are made, it was uh, it was this was technically a process that Lucas was one of the first people to do to be like, let's do entirely digital sets. You know, let's do these small, small sets, and then we'll fucking build these big digital backgrounds. The prequels were the first movies to really do that. And Robert Rodriguez said he was visiting the the prequel film sets because he's into that shit. Because he did the same thing with Sin City and uh, some I other guess movies. He did, yeah. But uh, so he's a perfect pick because uh, you can tell the way he films because he's so used to using these sort of backgrounds and shit. He does film it in a way that's different from uh, Mandalorian because it's a little grittier and it's a little more like a Western where like he'll film things at a weird angle or if he has special effects because some of the special effects are kind of wonky, but it fits with what's going on. He'll light it in a certain way or he just knows the tricks because he's been doing this shit so long. So he's a perfect pick. Yeah. And we should say he directed this episode and John Favreau uh, wrote it because he's been basically spearheading the whole Star Wars TV thing. Well, there there were these shots that were almost like uh, vignette shots. Did you notice that around mm-hmm. the around like the corners? They were kind. Yeah. It was kind of like a western shot. Yeah, it was it was going for a very uh, deliberate on the western thing, and then also a very like kind of EC Comics Tales of the Crypt sort of vibe, where it's just sort of uh, it's like a comic book come to life. Uh, so it's got that just Walter Hill sort of grittiness, and I, I love that. That Robert Rodriguez was definitely a perfect pick. It is weird to think about. He was once, uh, you know, what, 24, making a movie he thought no one would watch for seven grand, putting it on VHS and, like, just trying to hawk it to anybody he could find, and now he's working for the biggest company on the planet. Yes, the biggest entertainment company. Yeah, definitely Disney might mean you're the biggest company on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing is too. I was thinking about this. Star Wars is probably the greatest franchise of all time. Like you're saying personally, or just I say in general. Just, yeah, in general, it's the, it's the most successful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's become a, almost like a American folklore. Oh, yeah. I'd agree with that. Well, even the world. I mean, Star Wars is big everywhere, dude. Yeah. Well, it's like the it's like what Marvel's becoming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Marvel is really... They're using, like, the um, the George Lucas template for, for Marvel. Yeah, which is, you know, you can argue that's good and bad. Which, yeah, I will say, like, I did like this show, but uh, I, I'm definitely not... I don't know. I've kind of lost my... Uh, my passion for these shows. Like this is a show I could, I definitely, I keep thinking to myself, man, if I was like 
18, 19, 17. I fucking love this. Like those hero shots with Boba Fett, you know what I mean? Yeah. When Boba Fett's just, I mean, it was pretty cool when he had that chain and he was choking out this like uh, big fucking centipede slash man thing. Yeah. That shit was cool. I could just tell I, I was not as, uh, I'm not as excited by like the Star Wars lore as everyone else. I don't get as caught up in it. So there were a lot of Easter eggs I could tell. But it was shit where I was like, I don't quite know enough, and I don't care to even know enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Because you saw some of the same like species of aliens that you saw in the original trilogy. Yeah, you they saw had that. like Greedo, like a that alien band. that was like Greedo, and that band, right, with the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah, because that's the band from the original Star Wars, right? I don't know if or it's the same, the, 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 I, but the same creatures is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it, it in the cantina, replicating See, the the feel because Boba Fett basically Boba Fett is, is a crime lord. That's what his whole thing is: is that he's in charge now. Uh, and people are paying him tribute, yes, because he's the new guy in town because he just shot the old boss. And people are paying in tribute. And again, he doesn't really know how this works. So somebody comes by, basically tells him in a very douchebaggy way. Go fuck yourself. There's a bigger fish in town. This is like, you know, Boba Fett. He's like a normal guy who's just like lived on a farm for 20 years. And now he's like a congressman in D.C. This is like Star Wars version of like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Well, the guy even said uh, pretty much you have to pay tribute to us. And then Boba, he's like. I'm the crime lord. Well, yeah, he says to his uh, his partner, who I think is played, I think her name is Ming Na Wen, something like that. Uh, let me look at her name. Yeah, it, Ming. It, uh, yeah, Ming Na Wen. She plays Fennec Shand. That's yeah. basically his, uh, you know, his right hand. And yeah, he he basically looks to her for clarification. She's like, he wants you to pay tribute to him. And he's like, but I'm the crime lord. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that like was that. that was the funniest part of that episode. <laughs> I like that. And again, that actor's perfect. I love that they brought him back. I do too. Because they could have brought back that guy that played young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Well, it was cool. I saw because we watched that special, which I will say Disney, as much as I hate Disney, God damn, they know how to exploit content because every time they have something new come out, they're also like, hey, here's this 20 minute making of you know yeah, I mean? well, we saw and here's right this at, concert, you know, we did like right at the end of it and I was just like, let's fucking watch this too. It was cool though, because you got to see uh I wanted to say all the other Boba Fett actors. Oh, Jeremy Bullock was the original. They mm-hmm. said he and just passed away. They talked a little bit about him and basically how he tried to play it like uh like a gunslinger. Like that was yeah. his feel, like the man with no name, Clint Eastwood. Which I was wondering, I think that that really is Boba Fett's because uh, they kept saying, you know, his appeal is like less is more and stuff, which I was like, not a great way to sell the show. But I think part of his appeal was that, was that he connected directly to what was influencing everything else, which was these old westerns, these old samurai movies. You know, he was like, he was literally like a representation, whether you knew it consciously or not, of everything that was at the heart of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Or at least what I see it at the heart of Star Wars, which is why I like Mandalorian. I like Boba Fett, because they go a little more to that, a little... They go a little darker, which it doesn't always have to go darker, but I like it when it it does have a sort of element of reality to it. Well, that's what's missing from the the sequel trilogy. Because the sequel trilogy is just like, hey, this is Star Wars. Yeah, a lot of nostalgia and novelty and yeah. which has its value, but I like I like that they don't fully lean into that here. Like I like that 
when Robert Rodriguez is like, oh yeah, here you go. Here's the moment in the, you know, the, the pit or whatever. But then he puts his own spin on it a little bit. And another thing I will say that's different, this is actually, how do you feel about this? He doesn't wear his helmet a lot in this, Boba Fett. No. No, he doesn't. But you got to think, he went without it for X amount of time. Right. So he just got used to being fucking Boba without the helmet. Yeah, it's true. And I, I understand like the the business reason behind it because you're like, well, if he wears his helmet all the time, this is basically Mandalorian. But at yes. the same time, I'm like, it would be nice to see him with his helmet on more. But I get it from that point of view. And then also, at least they have the type of actor. I mean, he he has like that rough. It's like it's almost like the the original. It's almost like Boba Fett in the original trilogy was kind of like a gunslinger, and this guy has just a, a bar brawl. He looks like he's from a Mad Max movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. Which I guess makes sense because he comes out of that pit. A different guy yeah and now it's been years and years so he does have a roughness to him where like even when he doesn't have the helmet he still feels like all right this guy can kick your ass well that's what it I, that was 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 interesting is it showed him mainly kicking ass like no boba fett armor on yeah and it, a lot of action scenes action was great it was yeah. pretty much like wall-to-wall action for the first half or, or two-thirds yeah but yeah, I liked it. I thought, you know, a little short. They're doing, what, seven episodes? Seven episodes. I'll, I'll keep watching. One of the rumors that I heard is that a de-aged Harrison Ford is supposed to be appearing in this <sighs> as Han Solo. Can we not, though? I agree with you. I 100% uh, agree with you. Like, we, the one thing that we didn't like about The Mandalorian is when they brought Luke Skywalker. I hate, yeah, that's when I was like, I don't ever have to watch this show again. Because it doesn't, it doesn't need. Well, and can we also admit the de-aging technology doesn't doesn't work. look good. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, I don't care what these nerds in their in the in their little labs are saying. I don't care what Martin Scorsese's old eyes and those thick ass glasses are seeing. It doesn't look good. It looks horrible. It's embarrassing. And the very idea of it, especially the way if they're really going to do it that way, it's like that feels almost like an insult to these shows. Like they can't make it on their own you have to put in this gimmick because it's so obviously a gimmick it's so unneeded well it's disney being like they're doing oh, their marvel milking thing it. it yeah yeah let's put out a new action figure exactly 100 percent. Uh, it's action figures lego sets whatever merchandise which you you're imagine. already gonna do that yeah just make it great because that's what the original star wars was and well, the original star wars look at all the merchandise you can have off of that i don't know that's what mandalorian season one was yeah, it, it lived in the world of Star Wars, and I think when I watched The Mandalorian season one, that's what I loved about it because it wasn't beating you over the head with like, "Hey, this is Star Wars," the way that the sequel trilogy. Yeah, did. that's what I like too. So maybe I'm just not really a Star Wars fan. Yeah, <laughs> I just sometimes like an occasional Star Wars thing. But I did like this. Like overall, I'll keep watching, and I love. I mean, I love Robert Rodriguez. I'll watch pretty much anything he does. And it is cool to see him doing this big budget stuff, but it is, I will say it is a little weird because it isn't until recently that he started doing this. Like he's the run and gun guy in, in Austin, Texas. You know what I mean? He even just, he had another movie come out this year. He did, well, he did El Mariachi way back in the day for seven grand. He just made another movie for seven grand. It's like an experiment. It was this little movie called uh, Red 11. But uh, it's kind of weird that he's going back and forth from like, hey, I'm going to go to this set where it's seven grand. Then I'm going to go to this Disney Plus set. Where it's $7 billion. 
Yeah, where it's just and like what you probably just snap your fingers, whatever you want. You know yeah. what I mean? Just comes to you. But yeah, it, it's it's cool to see him doing that. But I I, I hope he keeps doing. Um, I hope he doesn't get too busy doing these big things. I hope he keeps doing. I want to see like you know, El Mariachi four and shit, Machete three, weird shit. Yeah, which I think he'll keep doing weird shit. He's always doing he's going he's going to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean. I think he's going to – is he directing the whole season or is it just like select episodes? From what I saw, he's directing select episodes. Okay. So, so I imagine probably the first episode, the last episode, maybe one random one. Yeah. That's still a lot. And he, I'm sure he's influencing most of it. I'm sure he's helping to pick. Kind of like – I mean, he had a he had a From Dust Till Dawn series. It was sort of the same thing. He was a director like every other every other third or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's – but again, he's a perfect pick for, you know, talk about a gunslinger. I mean – Robert Rodriguez. I mean, if a, if a director is a gunslinger, it's Robert Rodriguez. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I saw that was kind of cool is the actress that plays uh, Finnick Shand or whatever her name is. Um, she was saying this is going to be like The Godfather. Like that's what one of the influences oh, is. Fuck yeah. Well, and I saw Robert Rodriguez also said all the trailers they've released uh, had only showed footage from like the first episode. Yep. So I kind of like that too, that maybe he did do something super different because clearly th- there are talks like in the show, uh, like at one point, you know, he, the Jabba's, the the big blobs used to be carried around the city because they were royalty and that's who everyone paid their, you know, they're basically the government, that's who everyone paid their taxes to. And when Boba takes over, he's just walking around in the street and she says to him, you know, y- you need to learn their ways. And he's like, just like... I don't walk in the, I walk on my own two feet. Like he doesn't want to be, man. <laughs> he doesn't want to be associated with that. Yeah. But obviously it led to problems. I mean, they were in a fight within like 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But I like that. I like that if they're going to do like a Godfather type story, then I'll be way more interested in it. Cause if it's like just a seven hour mafia drama set in space directed by Robert Rodriguez, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's pretty insane. That's interesting. I like that. 